Act Three of Peer Gint by Henrik Ibsen, translated by William and Charles Archer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Characters Act Three. Young Peer Gint, read by Christine G. Orsa, read by Amy Graymore. Cardi, read by Carol Box. Sulvai, read by Elizabeth Clett. The Old Woman, read by Pitface. The Brat, read by Charlotte Duckett. Narrator, read by Cynthia Moyer. Act Three, Scene One. Deep in the pine woods, grey autumn weather, snow is falling. Pergint stands in his shirt-sleeves, felling timber. Per, hewing at a large fir-tree with twisted branches. Oh, aye, you are tough, you ancient churl, but it's all in vain, for you'll soon be down. Hews at it again. I see well enough you've a chain-mail shirt, but I'll hew it through, were it never so stout. Aye, aye, you're shaking your twisted arms. You've reason enough for your spite and rage, but none the less you must bend a knee. Breaks off suddenly. Lies! Tis an old tree and nothing more. Lies! It was never a steel-clad churl. It's only a fir-tree with fissured bark. It is heavy labour, this hewing timber, but the devil and all when you hew and dream too. I'll have done with it all, with this dwelling in mist, and broad awake, dreaming your senses away. You're an outlaw, lad. You're banned to the woods. Hughes for a while rapidly. Ay, an outlaw, ay. You've no mother now to spread your table and bring you food. If you'd eat, my lad, you must help yourself. Fetch your rations raw from the wood and stream. Split your own fur root and light your own fire. Bustle around and arrange and prepare things. Would you clothe yourself warmly, you must stalk your deer. Would you found you a house, you must quarry the stones. Would you build up its walls, you must fell the logs, and shoulder them all to the building place. His axe sinks down. He gazes straight in front of him. Brave shall the building be. Tower and vane shall rise from the roof-tree, high and fair. And then I will carve for the nub on the gable, a mermaid shaped like a fish from the navel. Brass shall there be on the vane and the door-locks, Glass I must see and get hold of too. Strangers passing shall ask amazed what it is glittering far on the hillside. Laughs angrily. Devil's own lies. There they come again. You're an outlaw, lad. Hewing vigorously. A bark thatch hovel is shelter enough both in rain and frost. Looks up at the tree. Now he stands wavering. There, only a kick, and he topples and measures his length on the ground. The thick-swarming undergrowth shudders around him. Begins lopping the branches from the trunk. Suddenly he listens and stands motionless with his axe in the air. There's someone after me. I, are you that sort, old Hegster churl? Would you play me false? Crouches behind the tree and peeps over it. A lad? One only. He seems afraid. He peers all round him. What study hides neath his jacket? A sickle. 
He stops and looks around. Now he lays his hand on the fence rail flat. What's this now? Why does he lean like that? Ugh! Ugh! Why, he's chopped his finger off! A whole finger off! He bleeds like an ox! Now he takes to his heels with his fist in a cloud. Rises. What a devil of a lad! An unmendable finger! Right off! And with no one compelling him to! How? Oh, now I remember! It's only thus you can escape from having to serve the king! That's it! They wanted to send him soldiering, and of course the lad didn't want to go. But to chop it off, to sever for good and all, I think of it, wish it done, will it to boot, but do it? No, that's past my understanding. Shakes his head a little, then goes on with his work. End of Scene 1 Act 3 Scene 2 a room in Osa's house, everything in disorder, boxes standing open, wearing apparel strewn around, a cat is lying on the bed. Osa and the cotter's wife are hard at work packing things together and putting them straight. Osa, running to one side, Kari, come here. What now? Osa, on the other side, Come here. Where is... Where shall I find? Tell me where. What am I seeking? I'm out of my wits. Where is the key of the chest? In the keyhole. What is that rumbling? The last cartload. They're driving to Hegstar. Orsa, weeping. Oh, how glad I'd be in the black chest myself to be driven away. Oh, what must a mortal abide and live through? God help me in mercy. The whole house is bare. What the Hegstar churl left now the bailiff has taken. Not even the clothes on my back have they spared. Fie, shame on them all that have judged so hardly. Seats herself on the edge of the bed. Both the land and the farm place are lost to our line. The old man was hard, but the law was still harder. There was no one to help me, and none would show mercy. Pear was away not a soul to give counsel but here in this house you may dwell till you die ay the cat and i live on charity god help you mother your pears cost you dear pear why you're out of your senses sure ingrid came home none the worse in the end the right thing had been to hold satan to reckoning he was the sinner ay he and none other the ugly beast tempted my poor boy astray. Had I not better send word to the parson? Mayhap you're worse than you think you are. To the parson? Truly, I almost think so. Starts up. But, oh God, I can't. I'm the boy's own mother, and help him I must. It's no more than my duty. I must do what I can when the rest forsake him. They've left him this coat. I must patch it up. I wish I dared snap up the fur rug as well. What's come of the hose? They are there, mid that rubbish. Orsa, rummaging about. Why, what have we here? I declare it's an old casting little curry. With this he would play button moulder, would melt and then shape and then stamp them. One day, there was company, 
in the boy came and begged of his father a lump of tin no tin says john but king christian's coin silver to show you're the son of john gint god pardon him john he was drunk you see and then he cared neither for tin nor for gold here are the hose oh they're nothing but holes they want darning carry indeed but they do when that is done i must get to bed i feel so broken and frail and ill joyfully two woolen shirts carry they've passed them by so they have indeed it's a bit of luck one of the two you may put aside or rather i think we'll e'en take them both the one he has on is so worn and thin but oh mother orsa i fear it's a sin maybe but remember the priest holds out pardon for this and our other sinnings end of scene two act three scene three in front of a settler's newly built hut in the forest a reindeer's horns over the door the snow is lying deep around it is dusk per gint is standing outside the door fastening a large wooden bar to it per laughing between whiles bars i must fix me bars that can fasten the door against troll folk and men and women bars i must fix me bars that can shut out all the cantankerous little hobgoblins they come with the darkness they knock and they rattle open pergint were as nimble as thoughts are neath the bedstead we bustle we rake in the ashes down the chimney we hustle like fiery-eyed dragons he he pergint think your staples and planks can shut out cantankerous hobgoblin thoughts solveich comes on snowshoes over the heath she has a shawl over her head and a bundle in her hand god prosper your labour you must not reject me you sent for me hither and so you must take me Sulvai, it cannot be ay but it is and you're not afraid to come near me one message you sent me by little helga others came after in storm and in stillness all that your mother told bore me a message that brought forth others when dreams sank upon me nights full of heaviness blank empty days brought me the message that now i must come it seemed as though life had been quenched down there i could not laugh nor weep from the depths of my heart i knew not for sure how you might be minded i knew but for sure what i should do and must do but your father in all of god's wide earth i have none i can call either father or mother I have loosed me from all of them. Solvay, you fair one, and to come to me? I, to you alone. You must be all to me, friend and consoler. In tears. The worst was leaving my little sister. But parting from father was worse, still worse, and worst to leave her at whose breast I was born. Oh, no, God forgive me, the worst I must call the sorrow of leaving them all, ay, all. And you know the doom that was passed in spring. It forfeits my farm and my heritage. Think you for heritage? 
goods and gear i forsook the paths all my dear ones tread and know you the compact outside the forest whoever may meet me may seize me at will i ran upon snowshoes i asked my way on they said whither go you i answered i go home away away then with nails and planks no need for bars against hobgoblin thoughts if you dare dwell with the hunter here i know the hut will be blessed from ill sulvai let me look at you not too near only look at you oh but you are bright and pure let me lift you oh but you are fine and light let me carry you sulvai and i'll never be tired i will not soil you with outstretched arms i will hold you far out from me lovely and warm one oh who would have thought i could draw you to me ah but i have longed for you day long and night long here you may see i've been hewing and building it must down again dear it is ugly and mean be it mean or brave here is all to my mind one so lightly draws breath in the teeth of the wind down below it was airless one felt as though choked that was partly what drove me in fear from the dale but here with the fir branches suing our head what a stillness and song i am here in my home and you know that surely for all your days the path i have trodden leads back nevermore you are mine then in in the room let me see you go in i must go to fetch fir root for fuel warm shall the fire be and bright shall it shine you shall sit softly and never be a cold he opens the door solvai goes in he stands still for a while then laughs aloud with joy and leaps into the air my king's daughter now i have found her and won her hey how the palace shall rise deeply founded he seizes his axe and moves away at the same moment an old-looking woman in a tattered green gown comes out from the wood an ugly brat with an ale flagon in his hand limps after holding on to her skirt good evening pierre lightfoot what is it who's there old friend of yours pierre gint my home is near by we are neighbors indeed that is more than i know even as your hut was builded mine built itself too pierre going i'm in a haste yes that you are always my lad but i'll trudge behind you and catch you at last you're mistaken good woman i was so before i was when you promised such mighty fine things i promised what in devil's own nonsense is this you've forgotten the night when you drank with my sire you forgot i forgot what i never have known what is this that you prate of when last did we meet the last we met was the first time we met to the brat give your father a drink he is thirsty i'm sure father you drunk woman do you call him i should think you might well know the pig by its skin why where are your eyes can't you see that he's lame and his shank just as you two are lame in your soul would you have me believe would you wriggle away this long-legged urchin he shot up a pace dare you you troll snout father on me come now peer Gint. 
you're as rude as an axe weeping is it my fault if no longer i'm fair as i was when you lured me on the hillside and lay last fall in my labor the fiend held my back and so twas no wonder i came out of fright but if you would see me as fair as before you have only to turn yonder girl out of doors drive her clean out of your sight and your mind do this dear my love and i'll soon lose my snout be gone from me troll witch hey see if i do i'll split your skull open just try if you dare ho oh, ho peer gint i've no fear of blows be sure i'll return every day of the year i'll set the door ajar and peep in at you both when you're sitting with your girl on the fireside bench when you're tender peter gint when you'd pet and caress her i'll seat myself by you and ask for my share she there and i we will take you by turns farewell dear my lad you can marry tomorrow you nightmare of hell by the by i forgot you must rear your own youngster you light-footed scamp the limp will you go to your father the brat spits at him Faugh! i'll chop you with my hatchet only wait only wait the woman kisses the brat what a head he has on his shoulders the dear he'll be father's living image when once you're a man pear stamping oh who you were as far as we now are near pear clenching his hands and all this for nothing but thoughts and desires it is hard on you pear it is worst for another sulvai my fairest my purest gold oh ay tis the guiltless must smart said the devil his mother boxed his ears when his father was drunk she trudges off into the thicket with the brat who throws the flagon at pear gint pear after a long silence the boy said go round about so one must hear there fell my fine palace with crash and clatter there's a wall around her whom i stood so near of a sudden all's ugly my joy has grown old round about lad there's no way to be found right through all this from where you stand to her right through surely there should be one there's a text on repentance unless i mistake but what what is it i haven't the book i've forgotten it mostly and here there is none that can guide me aright in the pathless word repentance and maybe it would take whole years ere i fought my way through twere a meagre life that to shatter what's radiant and lovely and pure and clinch it together in fragments and shards you can do it with a fiddle but not with a bell where you'd have the sword green you must mind not to trample twas naught but a lie though that witch now's business now all that foulness is well out of sight ay out of sight maybe not out of mind thoughts will sneak stealthily in at my heel ingri and the three they that danced on the heights will they too want to join us with vixenish spite will they claim to be folded like her to my breast to be tenderly lifted on outstretched arms round about lad though my arms were as long as the root of the fir or the pine tree's stem i think even then i should hold her to near 
to set her down pure and untarnished again i must round about here then as best i may and see that it bring me nor gain nor loss one must put such things from one and try to forget goes a few steps towards the hut but stops again go in after this so be fouled and disgraced go in with that troll rabble after me still speak yet be silent confess yet conceal throws away his axe it's holy day evening for me to keep tryst such as now i am would be sacrilege solvay in the doorway are you coming pair half aloud round about what you must wait it is dark and i've got something heavy to fetch wait i will help you the burden will share no stay where you are i must bear it alone but don't go too far dear be patient my girl be my way long or short you must wait solvay nodding to him as he goes yes i'll wait pergint goes down the wood-path solvay remains standing in the open half-door end of scene three act three scene four osa's room evening the room is lighted by a wood fire on the open hearth a cat is lying on a chair at the foot of the bed osa lies in the bed fumbling about restlessly with her hands on the coverlet oh lord my god isn't he coming the time drags so drearily on i have no one to send with a message and have much oh so much to say i haven't a moment to lose now so quickly who could have foreseen oh me if i only was certain i'd not been too strict with him per gint enters good evening the lord give you gladness you've come then my boy my dear but how dare you show your face in the valley you know your life's forfeit here oh life must then go as it may go i felt that i must look in i now carry is put to silence and i can depart in peace depart why what are you saying where is it you think to go alas pear the end is nearing i have but a short time left pear writhing and walking towards the back of the room see there now i'm fleeing from trouble i thought at least here i'd be free are your hands and your feet cold then i pair all will soon be o'er when you see that my eyes are glazing you must close them carefully and then you must see to my coffin and be sure it's a fine one dear ah no by the by be quiet there's time yet to think of that i i looks restlessly around the room here you see the little they've left us it's like them just pair with a writhe again harshly well i know it was my fault what's the use of reminding me you no that accursed liquor from that all the mischief came dear my boy you know you'd been drinking and then no one knows what he does and besides you've been riding the reindeer no wonder your head was turned ay ay of that yarn enough now enough of the whole affair all that's heavy will let stand over till after some other day 
sits on the edge of the bed now mother we'll chat together but only of this and that forget what's awry and crooked and all that is sharp and sore why see now the same old pussy so she's alive then still she makes such a noise in nights now you know what that bodes my boy pear changing the subject what news is there here in the parish osa smiling there's somewhere about they say a girl who would fain to the uplands pear hastily matsmoon is he content they say that she hears and heeds not the old people's prayers and tears you ought to look in and see them you pear might perhaps bring help the smith what's become of him now don't talk of that filthy smith her name i would rather tell you the name of the girl you know no now we will chat together but only of this and that forget what's awry and crooked and all that is sharp and sore are you thirsty i'll fetch you water can you stretch you the bed is short let me see if i don't believe now it's the bed that i had when a boy do you mind dear how often the evenings you sat at my bedside here and spread the fur coverlet over me and sang many a lilt and lay ay mind you and then we played sledges when your father was far abroad the coverlet served for sledge apron and the floor for an ice-bound fjord ah but the best of all though mother you mind that too the best was the fleet-foot horses i think you that i forgot it was carrie's cat that we borrowed it sat on the log-scooped chair to the castle west of the moon and the castle east of the sun to surya moria castle the road ran both high and low a stick that we found in a closet for a whip-shaft you made it serve right proudly i perked on the box-seat ay ay you threw loose the reins and kept turning round as we travelled and asked me if i was cold god bless you ugly old mother you were ever a kindly soul what's hurting you now my back aches because of the hard bare boards stretch yourself i'll support you there now you're lying soft Orsa, uneasily no pear i'd be moving moving ay moving tis ever my wish ah nonsense spread over you the bed fur let me sit at your bedside here there now we'll shorten the evening with many a lilt and lay best bring from the closet the prayer-book i feel so uneasy of soul in surya muria castle the king and the prince give a feast on the sledge cushions lie and rest you i'll drive you there over the heath but pear dear am i invited ay that we are both of us he throws a string round the back of the chair on which the cat is lying takes up a stick and seats himself at the foot of the bed gee up will you stir yourself black boy mother you're not a cold ay ay by the pace one knows it when grana begins to go why pear what is it that's ringing the glittering sledge bells there oh mercy how hollow it's rumbling we're just driving over a fjord i'm afraid what is that i hear rushing and sighing so strange and wild it's the sow of the pine trees mother on the heath do you but sit still there's a sparkling and gleaming afar now whence comes all that blaze of light from the castle windows and doorways don't you hear they are dancing yes 
outside the door stands saint peter and prays you to enter in does he greet us he does with honour and pours out the sweetest wine wine has he cakes as well pear cakes ay a heaped-up dish and the dean's wife is getting ready your coffee and your dessert oh christ shall we two come together as freely as ever you will oh dearie pear what a frolic you're driving me to poor soul pear cracking his whip gee up will you stir yourself black boy pear dear you're driving right pear cracking his whip again ay broad is the way this journey it makes me so weak and tired there's the castle rising before us the drive will be over soon i will lie back and close my eyes then and trust me to you my boy come up with you grana my trotter in the castle the throng is great they bustle and swarm to the gateway Pere gint and his mother are here what say you master saint peter shall mother not enter in you may such a long time i tell you ere you find such an honest old soul myself i don't want to speak of i can turn at a castle gate if you'll treat me i'll take it kindly if not i'll go off just as pleased i have made up as many flimflams as the devil at a pulpit desk and called my old mother a hen too because she would cackle and crow but her you shall honour and reverence and make her at home indeed there comes not a soul to beat her from the parishes nowadays ho ho here comes god the father saint peter you're in for it now in a deep voice have done with these jack-in-office airs sir mother also shall enter free laughs loudly and turns towards his mother ay <laughs> didn't i know that would happen now they dance to another tune uneasily why what makes your eyes so glassy mother have you gone out of your wits goes to the head of the bed you mustn't lie there and stare so speak mother it is i your boy feels her forehead and hands cautiously then throws the string on the chair and says softly ay ay you can rest yourself grana for even now the journey's done closes her eyes and bends over her for all of your days i thank you for beatings and lullabies but see you must thank me back now presses his cheek against her mouth there that was the driver's fare the cotar's wife entering what pear ah oh, then we are over the worst of the sorrow and need dear lord but she's sleeping soundly or can she be hush she's dead kari weeps beside the body per gint walks up and down the room for some time at last he stops beside the bed see mother buried with honour i must try to fare forth from here are you faring afar to see what so far ay and further still he goes end of scene four end of act three